Hello, and thank you for joining me for the second episode of the Rise, Unwind, and Ungrind podcast. My name is Jesse Whitus, and I am your host. If this is your first time tuning in, first of all, thank you for listening. And secondly, this is the first episode I'm making where I'm going to talk about a specific topic that has to do with career and workplace anxiety. And I will lead a guided meditation on it near the end of this episode. So let's get right into it. Today, I'd like to talk about imposter syndrome. I think a lot of people can relate to this no matter what kind of career you're in and what stage you're in in your career. So what is imposter syndrome? Basically, it is feelings of inadequacy and self-doubt. Despite any type of personal involvement or experience you have with a certain activity, any education you've received, or any accomplishments or awards associated with doing this activity. People find it hard to recognize their hard work, and they usually attribute their successes to luck. People who suffer from imposter syndrome are constantly setting the bar higher for themselves, therefore overworking and exhausting themselves. And overall, the root of the anxiety comes from being seen as a fraud or not worthy by others. So who does it affect? The answer is everybody. However, from articles I've done research on, it looks like it disproportionately affects high achieving people. So what do I mean by that? Basically, people that were raised in families or societies that place self-worth on the same platform as achieving and accomplishing. And especially if you dealt with a parent, a guardian, or coach who constantly alternated between praising you like crazy and then the next second criticizing you profusely, even if you just made a simple mistake on something. So if you had that specific experience, you probably still hear that voice in the back of your head sometimes. So psychologist Suzanne Imes, a PhD psychologist who has studied imposter syndrome since the 1970s, says, quote, in our society, there's a huge pressure to achieve. There can be a lot of confusion between approval and love and worthiness. Self-worth becomes contingent on achieving. Me personally, I have heard imposter syndrome being very common among those in the artist community. And that's actually the first time that I even heard the term. You know, our society puts so much emphasis on monetary and mass recognition. And if that's not achieved, then somehow you're not good enough. But it goes to show that even high recognition and monetary success isn't the magical cure for feeling like you're worth something. So let's look at somebody like Lady Gaga, for example. She is a pop star who has had international success. She has a huge fan base, multiple albums, a handful of movies. Her career is still going strong. But 
even she isn't immune to these feelings. In an interview, she said, quote, I still sometimes feel like a loser kid in high school, and I just have to pick myself up and tell myself that I'm a superstar every morning so that I can get through this day and be for my fans what they need for me to be. There are many other people who are seen as conventionally successful in their craft or in their industry who still deal with imposter syndrome. I'm talking actor Tom Hanks, comedian Tina Fey, athlete Serena Williams, civil rights activist Maya Angelou, physicist Albert Einstein. These are all names that we recognize. And why do we? Because they're high achieving people. So that really drives home the fact that the root cause for these feelings are societal pressures on achievement and that self-worth doesn't come from being recognized or from our number of achievements. I want to make a note that imposter syndrome also highly affects those in underrepresented or disadvantaged groups or those who are in a transition phase. For example, people of color are in a white-dominated career structure. They're underrepresented in educational and workplace environments, and they're taught that they need to work twice as hard, but will still come up short as far as being compared to their white counterparts. In one of the articles I saw about the study of imposter syndrome, a doctoral student in the LGBTQ community studying LGBTQ issues felt as if she were an imposter because her fellow colleagues in the psychology department were studying and passionate about topics that were very different than what she was passionate about. And she said, quote, it can feel incredibly isolating and further fuels my feelings of in inadequacy. There are microaggressions such as making unsolicited comments about and touching a person of color's hair and deeming a certain hairstyle of theirs inappropriate for the workplace. Women report being uncredited for work and instead having their male counterparts credited. So all of these instances that I just talked about can only add to feelings of unbelonging. You know, being different in any way from your peers can make these feelings come about. As far as transitioning and making a big life change or career change, we can have these feelings as well. I know for me personally, making a career change definitely has me feeling like a bit of a fraud sometimes. I'm talking in regards to my newer career in real estate. So when I look at it logically, here I am with all of this education on this certain topic, more so than the average person. And I continue to get continuing education, one, because my license requires it, but two, because I like to. And there's a lot to learn. And this career is ever-changing. And even if I don't know an answer to something offhand, I do have access to resources and information more than the average person does. I know where to look for it, and I know where to find it. You know, one of my mentors told me, we're not housing experts. 
we're information experts. And that's a really good phrase to remember. So why do I sometimes have these feelings creep inside of me that say I'm a fake? Why do I have these thoughts that say you're not a realtor, you just say you are? Anyone can say they're a realtor, but not everyone is a good one. Which, to be fair, that last statement is very true, but I know my accomplishments, and I know how hard I've worked, and how hard I continue to work. So why do I continue to underestimate myself? The other day, I was shadowing one of my real estate mentors on a closing. And while we were at the closing table, where chit-chat happens between all of the parties... The realtor on the other side of the transaction starts asking me how long I've been in real estate. I told her a little bit under a year and a little bit in general about my journey so far. And then she proceeded to change the conversation to talking about new agents in the business. And she made a comment that really kind of stuck with me. She said, No offense, but I don't understand how all of you new agents can expect to be knowledgeable about the business when you don't even own your own house yet. And I won't lie, (laughs) that comment kind of twisted the knife for me for a little bit. You know, here I just spent all this time and effort combating these negative feelings I was having. And I was doing a good job at being able to manage them. And they just kind of all came flooding back again with that comment. You know, I was having these thoughts of, look, see, you're not experienced enough to be in a level of sales like this. And I also had a lot of doubtful feelings come up from when I first decided to make this big career change of leaving an employed position to becoming an entrepreneur. You know, I had all these voices in my head telling me I wouldn't be successful. But I sat with these feelings for a bit, and I allowed them to be here and present with me. And once I got a clearer head, I had a couple realizations. I realized that this person was probably projecting some type of anxiety onto me with self-judgment surrounding themselves. And I also realized that these comments were misinformed and an overgeneralization of and lack of compassion for people making a scary new transition into a new career. So how do we handle feeling like an imposter? So I just told you my personal feelings with imposter syndrome and how I kind of just sat with them for a little bit. And I actually want to explore that more and have you join me in a short guided meditation. So there is a meditation practice called RAIN, where I learned this from one of my favorite meditation teachers, Tara Brock. She didn't create it herself, but this is a practice that has been around that meditation teachers have taken it and adapted it and kind of put their own little spin on it. So this particular RAIN meditation stands for four actions. Recognize, allow, investigate, and nurture. So we're going to recognize the feelings we are experiencing and name them. We're going to allow these feelings to be here. 
you know, don't try to distract or numb yourself or otherwise try to not feel them. And we're going to investigate where we're holding these negative feelings in our body. What type of somatic experiences are we feeling? Are we grinding our teeth? Are we clenching our hands, etc.? And then we're going to nurture. We're going to say something nice to ourselves and maybe touch the affected part of our body and basically just give ourselves some affection and compassion. And it won't make these feelings disappear, but it will take the edge off. It will give you a clear mind to process the situation better and get to a place of healing and acceptance. So now if you ever have or are currently experiencing any feelings associated with imposter syndrome, I would like to invite you to have a short meditation with me and we will follow the RAIN practice to address these feelings. So I'd like to invite you to find a comfortable position whether that be sitting down in a chair or laying down on a bed. And be awake and alert, but peacefully present. Close your eyes or find some type of relaxed gaze, whether that be looking downwards or finding some type of sight to just gently fixate on. And now, focus your attention to your breathing. Lengthen your breath for five counts inward and five counts outward. And breathe in, one, two, three, four, five. Filling your chest and your lungs and breathing out. One, two, three, four, five, and just do that a couple more times. Okay, now relax your breath to its natural cadence and focus your attention on just your sense of being. Feel your body resting against the area that you are sitting or laying on. And feel your hands resting on your chest or in your lap and try to feel them from the inside out. Feel your body from the inside out. You might have sensations of tingling or vibrating and also take note of any background sound 
maybe some leaves rustling or some distant traffic. Feel the air on your skin or maybe a certain smell in the air. And just be present within this atmosphere. Imagine soaking up the Earth's energy flowing beneath you and gently rising up from the ground that you are connected to and absorbing into your body. This is a calm and receptive area that you are safe and you are allowed to feel in. Now, I would like you to reflect on a time where you felt feelings of imposter syndrome, where you felt like you were inadequate or like you weren't enough. It could be a memory related to a career or a hobby or anything. Just something that's uncomfortable, that maybe it's a feeling you've tried in the past to distract yourself from. It doesn't and it shouldn't be anything that's particularly painful or traumatic and something that you can just bear to sit with for a little bit and once you have a memory to reference start naming the feelings that you have coming back sad embarrassed anxious Tired, lacking. What are you feeling? Recognize these feelings and name them either to yourself or out loud. And now that we have those feelings here, just allow them to be here. Don't try to distract or cover up or push away. Just let them be. Invite them in for tea. You might take another slow, deep breath as you let these feelings settle in your body. Or you could put your hands together and bow to each one of these feelings as you allow them to stay. Now, where are you holding these feelings in your body? 
Are you clenching your jaw or maybe your hands or your abdominal muscles? Are you holding your shoulders or other muscle groups tense? Are these feelings manifesting themselves in the form of headaches or stomach pain or something else? Just investigate, where are these feelings setting up camp in your body? And once you are aware of your somatic senses, you can take your hand and place it on an area that is taking the brunt of this pain or on your heart and nurture yourself. Say something nice to yourself. You can say a phrase in your head or maybe gently mutter it out loud to yourself. Say something like, I love you and you are enough. Or I am worthy. Or I belong. Just find a phrase to nurture yourself. Find something that resonates and repeat it back a couple times and just sit with it. So congratulations if this is your first time meditating and thank you for allowing me to walk you through it. The RAIN practice has made a huge difference in my life, but I want to take note that it's not always reserved for negative emotions and feelings. You can and actually are encouraged to use this practice for feelings of joy and happiness, especially because far too often we tend to focus and dwell on unhappy feelings over positive feelings. But either way, I hope that this episode helped you with any feelings of imposter syndrome that you may have ever experienced or currently are. And hopefully this is a practice and an episode that you will come back to in the future should you find that these feelings arise again. I'd like to end with a quote that I think seems fitting to end the theme of this episode. Make the most of yourself, for that is all there is of you. Ralph Waldo Emerson. Thanks for joining today, everyone, and I'll see you next time. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the podcast. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Rise Unwind Ungride Podcast. You can send me a message on any of these platforms or email me at riseunwindungrind at gmail.com. As with any special project, there are costs of time and money associated with making this podcast. If it is within your financial means to do so, please consider making a donation on patreon.com. Any donation, whether small or large, is appreciated all the same. The best way to help this podcast is by spreading it by word of mouth. If you find any of the episodes interesting or helpful, the best way is to tell your friends about it and share it on social media. Special thanks to my friends for supporting this endeavor, 
and for Kimberly Eddy with Thoughts and Designs web design for the graphics, and Avery Black from Routine Fuss for the intro music. Your support in this endeavor is greatly appreciated. I am sending you peace, healing energy, and good vibes your way. Please remember to prioritize your health and your energy. Thanks again for joining me, and I'll see you next time.